on, everybody? Welcome to this edition of Kicks and Kicks, the soccer betting podcast. As always, appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. We are doing our Champions League quarterfinals preview. This episode features Atletico Madrid at Manchester City. That game is on April 5th. It's Nick here with Scott. What's going on? Ready to break down some quarterfinals. That's what's going on. Absolutely. And speaking of, this should be a hell of a tie. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the the, the full list, uh, I think this has got to be one of the big two that that's, stands out to you. Um, you know, Atleti versus City, two pretty prominent names in terms of European history. Um, not history, City more recently, but on the European stage in recent history, <laughs> yeah, for sure. In history. Um, two teams that haven't quite won it, but are gotten really close several times. Um, I think for City, you're talking about a squad that is desperate to win it. It's really the last trophy that they have yet to get. Um, and then at Letty, obviously we know Real Madrid's history and their ability to win the Champions League in any given season. You, they would love to have one at least to, to show for that. So uh, it's going to be a good matchup, I think, either way. No, no doubt about it. I, I think um, we're, we're pretty excited for this one. Uh, you know, the, the odds that we'll start you off with and um, just to advance – a little bit further apart than I probably would have expected. Um, yeah. So Man City to advance over the two legs is minus 450 favorite. Atletico is a plus 290 underdog. Um, you know, listen, I fully expected City to be favorites. Didn't think it'd be by that much of a gap. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you're talking about like similar odds, I think Man City to beat Crystal Palace the other the other weekend, they were like minus 350, right? So uh, they're thinking that Man City has a better chance beating Atletico on, on two legs than Man City had to beat Crystal Palace in a you know regular Premier League game. With probably most of their subs. Yeah, it's, so. it's interesting. So we're going we're gonna to put a little, a little star on this one, and we'll, we'll talk through why. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think some of the reason for that is, um, you know, look, City just, they breezed through the competition to this point, right? Last round, they took care of Sporting Lisbon for Portugal. On the first leg, and I think that second leg, uh, was there even a goal? Was it a 0-0 game? Uh, no, there, I think Sporting actually got one back, but it was... Okay, but City was up like 4 nothing at that yeah, point. Yeah, so. it was very much out of mind at, at that point. And then you have Atletico, who is, you know, no no stranger to Manchester as they took care of United. And, oh, yeah. you know, finished second in the group. Um, I thought got a favorable draw for them against United. United was in shambles. They started to turn it around a little bit just before that second leg, but you got to give it, let it go credit. They just stood in there. It was almost like a boxing match, um, yeah. you know, where you knew they had to wear United down and eventually something good would happen. And that's pretty much exactly how that game went. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what Atletico has been built for. And I, let me correct myself. I, I retract that Lisbon did not score against city. So it was a zero, zero draw. There you go. But yeah, I mean, it, it's what Atletico's built for, right? They're they're here they're here to shit house a result. Um, they don't care how they get that result. They don't care who they rough up. They don't care how ugly the style of play gets. Uh, I read a quote, I think it was from Robbie Fowler, uh, that mentioned that Atletico, uh, they're talking about Simeone potentially being a, a replacement for the Manchester United manager Rob uh, job. And Robbie Fowler said that no one would want Simeone because his goal is to not play football. Um, and everyone talks about United, how they want to have a beautiful style of play and they want to bring back the Fergie era. And it's like Simeone is not that. He's the exact opposite of that. So it, it works. all well and good if you're getting results, right? right? But if you're not getting results, 
what's the point? And I mean, look at the league that they play in, right? You're, you're, you're designed, you have to be set up to beat Real Madrid and Barcelona who have these ridiculous amounts of resources at their disposal. You're not going to beat them trying to play their game. You have to kind of invent your own style and make them play to your strengths. So it's what Simeone has really established over the last nine, 10 years. uh, And it's, it's doing pretty well for him. No, no doubt about it. And just because you mentioned it, uh, Atletico currently sits in fourth place in La Liga, and that's on a five-game winning streak. Um, so yeah. also of note, Sevilla up there in second place. Um, you know, they were making a real title push. They faltered yeah. over the last five games, I think four draws in their last five, yeah. but they were neck and neck with Madrid. Yeah. But, you know, when, when you always have to contend with Real and Barcelona and their unlimited resources and their name coaches and their incredible academies – that's one yeah. thing when you have other teams like Sevilla who are up there with you, yep. it's a whole nother ball game, but you got to give these guys credit. They're in champions league year in year out, expect them to be back next year. Um, but it, it's been a dogfight. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the, the, the coaches that these teams have, you know, you have to bring up the fact that I think in this matchup, you're looking at probably two of the biggest coaches in La Liga in the last 15 years. You know, we all know what Pep managed to do with that Barcelona squad in the, in the, you know, 2012, 2015 era um, was probably one of the greatest generational generational teams of all time. Um, and then right as he was leaving, uh, heading out to Bayern, that's when Simeone came into Atletico. And he's really, I mean, you know, all credit to Pep at what he built at Barcelona, absolutely not taking that away. But I think what Simeone has done at Atletico um, winning more La Liga, impressive. probably more impressive. I mean, he's been there for, for almost 10 years and, uh, the resources that he has compared to what Pep had at that time and, and just what he's been able to do at this team and really bring them into a, you know, a, I think he's pretty much brought them on par with, you know, Madrid and Barcelona, at least in La Liga's sake. Um, Definitely. It, you've got to give him a lot of credit there. So I think looking at this matchup, that's probably going to be like the main storyline is you have Pep and, and Simeone standing on the opposite boxes. And they've actually only played three games against each other in, in you know, history. Uh, Pep does have a two win to one loss advantage there, but the aggregate score is four to three. So it's neck and neck. Right. Uh, and we, like we were just talking about Atletico and the way that they design their team, it's perfect to disrupt this Man City style of play where, you know, Man City loves to just pass the ball through, get it out to their wings, get the ball worked into the box and get those like point blank shots on net. You know, they're not going to have, you don't have a, a traditional nine that's going to go out there and get you 24 goals in 31 games. Right. Like we talked about in yesterday's episode. But that's exactly what Letico is going to be do. They're just going to be here to disrupt, make the game ugly. They're going to throw the, the C players off their game. And if they can, you know, they have their own attacking talents, right? So they have Griezmann. They've got Yao Felix. They got Luis Suarez. They got Rodrigo de Paul. They got these guys that can Correa. score. Uh, and Hal Correa, who's been, I think, the leading scorer in Champions League for them this year. All these guys can score. All it takes is one, right? It, you know, you don't have to score a lot of goals. You just got to score more than the other team. So if you're out there mucking it up, throwing City off their game, we've seen City struggling to score in the Premier League in recent weeks. All it takes is one. Um, so it, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for, for Atletico to get a result. No, absolutely. No doubt about it. Could not agree more. And one of the things you, you touched on earlier, right, we're starring these odds. All the pressures on City. Oh, yeah. All the pressures on City, yep. right? This is for them, for their fans, for Pep. This is what they're missing. Atletico has nothing to lose. I mean, this is this is where they live, right? They're in the quarterfinals year in, year out. 
So they're no strangers to this picture, but they, they have everything to gain from it. And I expect that mentality to absolutely give them a better chance than that plus 290 that I'm looking at. Yeah, and, and the pressure's not even on the players, right? Like, we talk about how great Pep has been and what his history as a manager has looked like, but this has been the one trophy that's really eluded him in his time at Manchester City. And it gets to a point where every once in a while, people bring up, is, is Pep going to continue to stay here if, if he can't win the Champions League trophy? And we've seen how that pressure has affected him. I mean, he's, again, a generational manager, one of the, probably one of the best managers in Europe, if not the best, Right. And in the last few seasons in this Champions League run, he's made some pretty questionable decisions that goes against everything he had been doing up until that point in the season. And it's cost them, right? Like we're talking about the final last year where Fernandinho, who was their, their, one of their best midfield players, really the mm-hmm. guy that anchors that defensive line from a midfield perspective, he, he covers them you know, incredibly, put him on the bench uh, for the final against Chelsea, Chelsea come away and with Chelsea who is made of midfielders, right? Right. Like, it, it lets Conte run riot through the midfield. <laughs> like it's crazy. And then even before that, you know, I think probably the, the one that sticks out most of people is when he played Lyon, who's again, one of those teams that made their appearance in the quarterfinals. I don't think anybody really expected much of it. Uh, and he, for whatever reason, decides to switch to a three, five, two, and they probably lost three to one because they had never played a three-five-two at all leading up to that. I don't think the players are comfortable in the system. He had a huge amount of criticism coming out of that, that fixture because it was just a, a head-scratching decision. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. I think the good news is he just needs to just do what he's been doing every yep. week in the Premier League because they were on a 20-something match unbeaten run um, for you know the past six months or something. But he has shown a tendency to change things up and get perhaps too smart get a little too cute. Right. I don't know if it's just that right. pressure of like, I, I have to have a result here. And maybe he just has a second of doubt and that just causes him to unravel. And normally over two legs, right. You'd expect them to make the correct adjustments, go back to basics, figure it out, do what has gotten you to this point. Um, but Atletico is not a team that they wanted to see. So it, it's just, oh. it's so interesting. Um, the one thing we will say about Atletico, they have not been as good on the defensive side of the ball as you would expect from them. Um, they have 36 goals allowed in La Liga, nine goals allowed in eight Champions League games. So that's over a goal a game. Um, and that's a little bit troubling. Uh, but yeah. the one thing that they have is a dynamite, phenomenal goalkeeper, Jan Oblak. Um, he was excellent against United. And, you know, any game he could pretty much take over, you know, if, if the conditions are right. Yeah, we're, we're definitely used to seeing Atletico coming in and, you know, like I was just saying before, they come in and they just should house their way to, you know, a 0-0 zero, zero draw or a 0-1 win where they sneak one out. But it hasn't really been the case for them yet this year. Um, you know, obviously they do have those attacking talents now. So perhaps Simeone is a little more lenient than allowing his players a little more freedom in their their positioning. And, and that's what kind of leaves them exposed. But uh, it is odd to see a team, you know, in Simeone's mold that hasn't been uh, a complete brick wall at the back, but they still have Oblock, like you mentioned, who can just take over games. I mean, we talk about players that take over games. Usually you're thinking of like outfield players that are running the midfield or attackers that are just constantly running in on goal and putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. But I think Oblock is one of those rare keepers that you can probably number of keepers in the world. You can count on one hand that can take over a game and he's definitely, definitely one of them. 
And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Felipe has kind of been one of those guys that's had a so-so season, right? Yep. And he's getting up there in age. He's, what, 32, 33, yep. or will be 33 this year. Um, you know, it, listen, it's not easy. This is a grueling schedule between La Liga, Champions League, year in, year out. Um, so, you know, can't be perfect, but definitely did not expect them to have that many goals conceded. Uh, you know, certainly well over a goal a game. They used to be uh, stalwarts for you know, one, nothing win, yeah. maybe a two, nothing win. If you ever looked at the over under for an Atletico game, it was frequently set at two and they would hit the under way more than they would hit the over. So um, troubling to say the least to see that many goals conceded. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how they, they managed to beat Liverpool in, in 2020, right. And those that knockout round, um, you know, they did score three, two to, to take the advantage, but they had that one, nothing win at home that really set the, uh, set the tone. So um, it's going to be an interesting you know, different style of play. Um, we talked about the forwards for, for Atletico, you know, who's going to score. It's been on Hel Correa mostly mm-hmm. in, in the champions league, but you can't count out a guy like Yao Felix with the quality he has. You know, Griezmann has had a track record of putting the ball in the back of the net. And even the wild card, Luis Suarez, who's probably going to come off the bench. You know, he's no stranger to, to the Manchester city in the premier league. So he maybe have something up his sleeve and being able to create or, or no, score one of his own. No doubt about it. And if you need a goal and that's who's coming off the bench, I don't care what kind of year he's had. I don't care how old he is. He's a big yeah. game player. Uh, you know, I, I've, we've seen it, right. We've seen it throughout his entire career and I can guarantee you if it's a tight game. City doesn't want to see him coming off of the bench. No, I mean, again, it doesn't matter how old you are when you're coming off the bench in a champions league tie, you're going to feel like you're 22. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. So that being said, I think on the city side, uh, you know, De Bruyne is going to really be the one to pull the strings. He's going to have the team on his back. He's looked phenomenal over the past month. Um, you know, he's going to be setting up those wingers to make those runs all day long. Uh, we're going to see if they're going to be clinical or not with their finishing because, uh, you know, they certainly generate a lot of chances, but uh, finishing at least this year hasn't been their strong suit. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely lacked that true number nine. Um, I think there's been a lot of criticism, especially in the past two months, about their decisions in the summer transfer market, you know, splashing out 100 million pounds on, on Jack Grealish when Harry Kane was there for the taking, um, sure. which player would have been more impactful. I mean, they have no shortage of wingers between you know, Mares and Sterling and obviously now with Grealish. Um, so do you really need another player in that mold? But when you're looking and, that, at your and that's the way Pep likes to play, right? That's how we played at Barcelona. It worked for him. You have Messi on that team. You had Suarez on that team. Suarez in his prime, you, you know? Um, that's doable. Is Grealish in, in that category? No chance. Will he no. be one day? I don't know. That's up for debate. I don't particularly think so. But Kane is the answer, right, yeah. between those two guys for that kind of money. Uh, yeah. And they're trying just, to replace a, a – club legend really with Sergio Aguero, who was, right. again, we talk about Luis Suarez. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you're coming off the bench, you can score. Well, that was the same with Aguero in the last year and a half with, with city. He always seemed to score. He was not, you know, obviously the most spry he was clearly on the back part of his career, but he's still just as lethal. And once he got in front of net, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup uh, Pep trots out there. I would guess you're probably going to see Phil Foden in the false nine. Um, maybe he gets Gabriel Jesus in there, who I think was the assumed understudy for Aguero. That just yeah. hasn't quite panned out yet. Um, but, you know, yeah, they, they are struggling to convert their chances. They have the creative players. You know, you have probably the best creative midfield player in the world um, in Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, but if you don't have the, the, the touch in front of net, 
it doesn't matter how many chances you create, they got to end up in the back of the net to count. So uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, it, it is weird that we're talking about an Atletico versus City matchup where I think you and I would both agree the better offensive players are probably on Atletico, you know, pound for pound, um, which is usually not the case. So definitely be interesting to see, um, you know, again, it's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be a game that's going to be like a three, two, you know, four, three type shootout. I think it's going to be something where if a team gets two goals, it's probably enough for the win. Uh, And if they happen to, to have a shutout in the, you know, in that process, that's probably enough to push them around to the next title or to the next round, excuse me. Definitely. And I'll be super interested to see when the odds come out for the games themselves, uh, what those over under lines are going to be because city usually gets super high lines just because they're city, right. And nothing to do with whether they're scoring lately or not. And Atletico is the other way, right. Despite all of that firepower we talked about, they play that scrappy muck it up football and they tend to just win on grit and they convert their limited amount of chances. So um, it'll be interesting to follow along with those odds. I think for sure the under could be in play in, in either of these games. Um, yeah. It's something to, to look at again. Um, but and it's curious happens. too, because the first game is at Manchester City, right? So again, we yeah. talked about with the absence of the away, uh, away goal rule, how important it is for you to you know, win that first leg if you're the home team. Um, so I would no longer as important. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where if, if I'm Simeone and I know that coming in, you know, just stack the box with your, 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 your strongest defensive lineup, have maybe like two guys there for outlets and uh, like Yao Felix or Angel Carrera uh, that can maybe counter, get you a goal or two on the counter and then just see what happens Force city to, to, to make the first move. And if they can't, then you're going home. Uh, you have every possibility now to just beat City at home for your chance to make it to the semifinals. I think that's about as much as you could hope for for, for an Atletico fan. No, absolutely true. Give give yourself a chance to win the second leg, right? That's all you need to do. Get out of there with a, a fighting chance. And, um, you know, two guys I, I just want to highlight before we wrap that really were excellent in the last leg against United was uh, Lodi, the defender, the Brazilian defender. He obviously scored the goal, but that was from tremendous movements to get in advanced positions. And I think um, he certainly could have created even more havoc that game. If he tried, I don't know that he'll have the same success against city, but he's definitely um, almost an afterthought and somebody to watch out for when the front three are making these insane runs. Uh, He's a guy that can provide a lot going forward. Yeah. You can typically take more risks moving forward as a defender against a team like United, than maybe you could get away with uh, against Manchester city. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, he definitely does provide them a little bit of an extra attacking punch from that back four. Yep. And then the other guy is Rodrigo DePaul. Uh, you know, I'm very familiar with him, watched him at Udinese for all those years. He has been exceptional since his move to Atletico. And I think um, he, for me, could have been the MVP of that game against United. Uh, you know, nothing spectacular, but he didn't give them anything in the midfield and Every pass that he made going forward as a precision on point pass, his crosses, his switches of play, uh, strong on the ball. And, you know, not everything shows up in the stat sheet, but he was just absolutely all over the place. And he's going to be a guy that's going to give City fits. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be the guy that basically has to, to answer anything that De Bruyne does. Right. So for sure, a lot of pressure on him for sure. He's going to because- be on him like stink on shit. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the one that's going to link the, those, those talented attacking players to, you know, I'm guessing the 
lack of possession that Atletico is going to have, especially in this first leg. So it's going to be about based on what quality he has and getting the distribution forward to letting Felix and, and letting Correa get free and hopefully attacking City's back four. Definitely guys to watch out for. So to, to just give you guys a little more perspective uh, on this tie, uh, the odds to win the entire Champions League, City is actually the second favorite. They are – or the first favorite? Excuse first me. favorite. They are, they are the favorite. They are plus 185 to win the Champions League. And we have – Atletico, who is the second to last or third to last, they're in sixth place. They are plus 2,500 to win it all. Um, you know, the one thing Scott and I will say is you never tie up your money in the future. You know, that's less than plus 500. I, uh, that might even be low, right? Maybe less yeah. than plus 1,000. Um, but, you know, Atletico, a little bit of value there. City, uh, you know, plus 185. Don't even take a look at that. That's just, I think bookmakers are, are maybe banking on them or a lot of money to come in on them. Um, and let's see what they do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that plus 2,500 number is, is, is more so because of the road Atletico has to face to get to that final, right? We talked about how good of a draw Liverpool had in the first episode. In this case, Atletico, you're going to be playing city and then you're going to be playing the winner of either Chelsea and Real Madrid. So there's no let up here. You're going to have to earn your way to your, that spot in the final. So that's not necessarily an indication on Atletico's quality at all. It's more so an indication on the road that they have to take to get there. Now, perfectly stated. And that's, you know, look, if you're a believer in Atletico, if you think they can make it out of this round, and if they do, um, listen, they're, they're going to have all the confidence in the world. Plus 2,500 is a great number. It, it won't be that good should they even win the first leg, right? Yeah. Let's say they come out of this first leg, one nothing, 2-1, any kind of win, those odds are going down. Yep. I mean, instantly. So uh, if you're a believer in that, let it go. And I, uh, hopefully we gave you some reasons as to why they could pull something out. Now's the time to strike. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I I would absolutely consider putting money on them to win, to advance and get to the semis in this. Uh, again, we talked about how often Pep likes to you know tinker with his lineup and get a little cute and Obviously, with no set forward three that's really been dominant for them this year, he has that opportunity to do that here and, and maybe put in you know, a, a lineup of Phil Foden and Gabriel Jesus that doesn't quite work because one of them is playing out of position. Um, you know, He's got a, a midfield that he's going to have to choose from. He no longer has that. Like He has Rodri now, but you know, Fernandino is always the first guy on the list. I think Rodri will probably be the first guy in this midfield list with probably De Bruyne, but you know, who they put in there, do they go with Gundogan, who's been pretty worked pretty well for them in, in, in recent weeks. Um, you know, maybe he goes in, but uh, you can't count on Tinker, can't count on Pep tinkering a little bit too much here. Yep. And then, like I said, the style of play that Atletico is going to come into, you know, Manchester with in this first match is perfectly suited to get a result. It doesn't have to be a two nothing victory or anything of that nature, but a one, one draw, a zero, zero draw is going to work perfectly in their favor to get, that second leg home game where they just have to get one goal, right? Or even if it goes to extra time, you still have that advantage. So I would consider putting money down here at plus 290. You're getting decent value for it. Yes, yep. City are top to bottom, probably the better squad overall, but it's not that Atletico is short in talent. It's not that they're short in managerial expertise. They have everything there checked off. It's just whether or not they can execute it against Manchester City twice. 
Absolutely agree with everything Scott just said. We will never, ever, ever lay 450 on a team over two legs in a quarterfinal. Um, and we're not going to make an exception this time. So I think Atletico definitely plus 290 is a great number. That's the move here. Um, and certainly if you're a believer in them, plus 2,500 to win the Champions League, now's the time. Um, but it, expecting a, a good two legs of football, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, as a Liverpool fan, I'm obviously going to be watching Liverpool-Benfica on April 5th. But if you are a neutral fan, I would not begrudge you whatsoever to completely ignore that matchup and have all eyes on this game because I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Uh, again, two different styles of play that are going to clash and it's going to be one team that's going to just you know force the other one to play to their, their liking. Um, and whoever comes out in front of that matchup is probably going to be the one that comes home or goes on to the semis. Absolutely. Should be a good one. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to this preview. Atletico at Manchester City in the Champions League quarterfinal. Be sure to like, retweet, follow, subscribe. Be on the lookout for our other quarterfinal previews. Thanks again.